If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everywhere you go. Hello, good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Radio Justice, Tamale, Radio Pandu, Pandu, Fafa, Radio Joje and Jata FM Karaga. We are live on X Spaces, Facebook live stream and my Joy Online interactive app. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol always a delightful experience and Duraplast Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC, an HDP pipes and water tank, the only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Duraplast goes, water flows. Coming up, health alert. Residents of North and South Tong in the Volta region resort to using polluted water as the devastation caused by spilled waters leaves the taps dry. We need to drink, we need to bath, we need to wash, we need to cook. What water are we going to use? for all those kind of activities. What I know is there are snakes and then other kind of distant in the water. The worms. Local health authorities say they undertaken massive screening for those displaced by the floods. Well, the diocese has come and uh, the information I picked from the health director this morning uh, it indicates that they have been directed to do screening for everybody. We'll bring you the very latest from affected areas as the vice president tours. And the Ghana Water Company targets demolition of dozens of buildings near Dinsu River residents distressed over property loss. We, are, we haven't slept for almost ever since they wrote. It wasn't, it, it's not easy. This is my brother's house. Some of us have acquired loan to build such a house. Others who took their pension pay. 
Meanwhile, the EPA is urging residents living very close to the wager dam to voluntarily relocate in order to avoid tragedy during spillage or a natural disaster. Also in this package, Special Prosecutor's Office files stay of proceedings application, maintains judge must recuse himself in case against former Minister Cecilia Dapal. We have details and in sports. Chris Hilton is under pressure after the Black Stars suffered a heavy defeat to the U.S. Also, renewed demands for National Cathedral Board dissolution and forensic audit after two more Board of Trustees members resign. Let me be honest with you that in an ideal situation, the board should be dissolved and we should be having a full-scale probe. There should be a forensic audit in the activities of the uh, National Cathedral we have more as Archbishop Duncan Williams and Reverend Istudanaba reveal their attempts to meet the president to share their concerns about the project failed. We have details as anti-corruption campaigner says the project is facing a serious crisis and suffering credibility issues. I think that uh, critical review, obviously there is a crisis situation. I think it suffered um, serious credibility uh, challenges. We've got these and more here on the Midday News. Thanks for choosing us. Join News Independent, Fearless and Credible. I'm Bernice Abubeidulans had the details now. There's danger ahead for thousands of residents in parts of the Volta region affected by floods caused by the spilled waters from the Akosombo and Pong dams. Some of the displaced persons have now resorted to using polluted water for some of their chores. Fears of a cholera outbreak and other waterborne diseases is imminent. The Queen Mother of Sukwe in the North Tong district of the Volta region, Mamaga Ajisu, is worried the community or members of the communities have begun to show signs of infections and that will happen soon if the polluted water concern is not addressed immediately. The water is highly uh, polluted. They have to come to our aid. Um, We went for a meeting on Sunday and then the MP suggested we use the Agohome uh, Dam. That one, they, they will be able to sterilize it. He mentioned some chemicals that is supposed to be bought by the VRA so that they will be able to be opening the tap like intermediately. But as we are, I'm speaking now, the tap is still not flowing. And for weeks now, we don't have flowing water. We need to drink. We need to bath. We need to wash. We need to cook. What water are we going to use for all those kind of activities? It is a hindrance to us. We thank God that we haven't had any casualty of death. But what I know is there are snakes and then other kind of distant in the water. Some even when they touch your skin, the worms and then and then it wouldn't have effect now. Maybe after some time before they will see the effect. My fear is maybe after this, then the sicknesses will come up because when you drink it right now, you will not have effect. But for weeks or months before the effect will start coming up. Well, the district chief executive for North Tong, Divine Appen, who tells my colleague Winston Amwa that local health authorities are collaborating with personnel from the Ghana Medical Association to undertake screening for all those affected by the floods. Well, currently, we have people, you know, about 14 citizens across the, the district. And uh, the, the, point, the point is that uh, leaving your home and then uh, moving to a different place, Definitely, there will be some 
form of discomfort. But I think that uh, we, we are managing the situation very well with the assistance of the Ghana uh, Health Service and all that stakeholders. But let's focus on the health impact. So far, how are you dealing with that? We, we, we've been able to uh, establish this uh, mobile clinic and uh, most of the areas and the screening has started. Some medical staff are, are, are placed there. We, we, we have also created an isolation center at the Batokali Hospital to take out those who might need to be uh, isolated or so. Well, we stay a little longer on this issue and in North Tong because the leadership of the Christian Council of Ghana is there to assist the community. Reverend Dr. Della Hilat Dogbe is chairman of the council. Watching it on TV and listening to the radio and getting feedback from people was a bit heartbreaking. So as a Christian Council of Ghana, we know that we have a responsibility to look for the out for the well-being of our people even as we act as uh, advocates on their behalf. So once we are doing the advocacy work and, uh, and also praying and interceding to God on their behalf, we decided to mobilize among ourselves to bring some uh, provisions of food and uh, some food items and some uh, truckloads of water to come and uh, commiserate with the community and to lend our support to them. Uh, that's the primary reason why we are here. We thank God for the opportunity to be here and to see at first hand uh, the effects of the spillage. Uh, we are trusting that uh, the whole wide world will come to the aid of the people. Let's now hear for M from MP for North Tong, Samuel Okudutua Blackwa, who is asking President Tekufado to declare a state of emergency. I would just want to use this opportunity to appeal to the president to declare a state of emergency. Uh, once that declaration is done, uh, we will see renewed urgency, we will see uh, national mobilization of resources, and we are also going to get international attention. As ranking member on the Foreign Affairs Committee, I can confirm to you that there are many diplomats who are reaching out and saying that if that declaration is done, it will really trigger a lot of support for us. So we are appealing to the president. Fortunately, when I called the regional minister, he said that they were going to have a meeting of the interministerial committee and probably it's one of the issues they will discuss. So I hope that uh, that uh, declaration is, uh, is, is made so that uh, we can have uh, a renewed sense of agency, some national commitment, and then full mobilization so that we can rescue our people. So that will be it for... MP for North Tong, Samuel Akudetua Blackwater. Let's speak to another MP in an area that has been badly hit by the floods. And Abla Jifa Gomashi is MP for Ketu South. Good afternoon to you, ma'am. Thanks for your time. Now, um, I remember engaging you about three weeks ago about the situation in your constituency. Has any help reached you now? Good afternoon, and thank you for the opportunity once again. Uh, we truly appreciate the support that um, the Joy uh, News and TV and radio have been given as multimedia. Thank you. Um, since we spoke, it was only about an hour or so ago that I heard that um, um, the NADMO has been called to come and collect some things in Qatar. Um, the details is not known to me. 
but they they should be receiving it uh, any moment from now. Well, for those who are not familiar with the area and how complicated the issue in your constituency especially is because of tidal waves and heavy rains coupled with the water spillage, just paint a picture for us. What exactly is happening in Ketu South? Thank you very much. So, um, Ketu um, shares a boundary with uh, Kata. Kata shares a boundary with Anglo. So, we have wetlands that... Uh, feed into each other in the three communities. So usually, anytime there's a, um, overflowing of the lagoon in Nangolo through Qatar, I receive my, my, my portion or my share. Um, in the same way, uh, when the rain comes and I have too much of it, uh, remember that I also have overflow from Togo into my lagoon. So when I have overflow from Togo into my lagoon, uh, it goes into Qatar and ends up in Anglo. Um, with the tidal waves, what we ha- we used to have would be each community will have its own, uh, that nature is force majeure. But from 2021, where we had the tidal waves coming not once, but three times, it's difficult not to know what pattern it will follow going forward. But we had, a, we had one about a, a month ago, which is when I spoke with you. And then now we have so much rainwater um, with nowhere for the rainwater to go. Compounding the problem in the lagoon. And now the spillage, which is also feeding Anglo and feeding Qatar and ultimately Qatar South. Um, the Havaji which is a community that uh, has a boundary with uh, Qatar, uh, has its uh, lagoon flooded. It's gone into one community of mine. The Ambuzuma traditional area is badly. Uh, and that's where my challenge is right now. You heard the Jifa Abla Gomashi. She is MP for Ketu South. South. Thanks for your time this afternoon, ma'am. Now, the Ministry for Food and Agric says it's made a swift intervention for farmers in the Volta region whose farmlands have been wiped out. Brian Echampong is sector minister. We've all witnessed the devastation as a result of the necessary action the VRA had to take to save the Akosombo Dam. Mr. President, as a result, several farmers have been affected. A lot of them have been completely wiped out. I have directed that due to this emergency, $40 million of the World Bank funded food systems resilience program be restructured to restore farmers fully whose farms have been wiped out You heard Brian Echampong. He is a Greek minister. Now, the vice president, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, has arrived in the Volta region. He's touring some affected communities uh, there. We will bring you updates in subsequent bulletins. This is the Midday News on Draw 99.7 FM. Dozens of buildings close to the Dinsu River, which feeds the Wager Dam, have been earmarked for demolition by the Ghana Water Company Limited. The notice on structures in the Wager Municipality states they will be demolished by 
by the Ghana Water Company Limited. Residents say the thought of losing their properties in this time of harsh economic conditions has brought great distress to them. The Wager Dam provides portable drinking water to thousands of homes in the capital and sources within the Ghana Water Company Limited say the demolition is to protect the dam from encroachment. Maxwell Agbagba has more. Voice of Nana Ofori lamenting about the demolition notice on their one-story building. She says her husband has been crying ever since the structure was earmarked for demolition. She says he invested all his savings into the construction of the property and the thought of losing it is giving him sleepless nights. I was in the house when my daughter saw the soldiers writing the demolition notice on the buildings. I called my husband. He was very worried. He has been crying since we were informed about the planned demolition. We can't even eat at home because we've invested everything in this building. Another resident, Mavis Watten, also lives in a one-story building in the community. She says her structure is not close to the Dense River. She's surprised her building will be affected by the demolition. Because <laughs> I don't know where I would take my family to. Our project, I've invested a lot in it. And if they are coming to destroy it, I don't know. We, are, we haven't slept for almost, ever since they wrote the distance on our, our, we haven't slept, seriously. It wasn't, it, it's not easy, we are so... Seme Philip Adam also lives in the community. He says the harsh economic conditions in the country has already taken a toll on residents. He cannot imagine how residents are going to cope when their buildings are demolished by the Ghana Water Company. We are very much worried. And at the same time, we are frightened because um, this is my brother's house. Some of us have acquired loan to build such a house. Others who took their pension pay, we are having sleepless nights. We are frightened. The Ghana Water Company Limited has refused to comment on the issue for now. Our sources within the company says the management will release a statement on the matter soon. The source added that the company is concerned about the encroachment of its lands and human activities very close to the Dense River. Maxwell Agbaba with that report. Meanwhile, following the devastation caused by the spillage of the Akosumwe and Pong dams in some communities in the Volta and Eastern regions, the Executive Director of the Environmental Protection Agency, Dr. Henry Kwabna Kukufu, has urged residents living close to the Wager Dam to voluntarily relocate in order to avoid disaster uh, during a spillage. To some other stories now, the Office of the Special Prosecutor says it has not withdrawn a petition before the Chief Justice asking the judge hearing the case involving the former sanitation minister to recuse himself. Richard Kodanyako was in court for us. Richard, tell us how this played out in court. Well, so, Felix, you know that the case was adjourned on the 12th of October when the OSC filed a petition before the Chief Justice asking the judge to turn on the case, Justice Gertrude to recuse himself because the judge had been biased not only to the office of the special prosecutor but to the person of the OSC. So the expectation today was that a determination would have been reached by the CJ either 
for the judge to continue or the judge actually choose himself from the case. Today, the OSP, represented by Dr. Isidro, says they had filed two applications. The first was application for Sisterai right before the Supreme Court despite the ruling of the judge on the abridgment of time, and the second was an application for sale of proceedings. So a lawyer for Madam Cecilia Dapar Victoria Bad responded, but first wanted to seek clarity from the judge, a confirmation of the status of the petition filed by the OSP, seeking him to recuse himself from the case. The judge, Justice Chum, then gave the clarity, and to quote him, he says, I have been informed that the petition before the Chief Justice had been withdrawn by the petitioner. Victoria Bad then indicated that they are just hearing that uh, that application has been withdrawn. She says, clearly, this is an orchestrated plan by the OSP to delay or through the hearing of his own application, which is causing injuries to Madam Pierre and infringing upon the former minister's economic rights. So she noted that while all of this was happening, the OSP, as he's fond of doing, made a press release on 16th of October announcing it had unfrozen five bank accounts of Madam Pierre she maintained that the only bank account that Madame Dapa has is what is on the application before the court. And they don't know which bank, five bank accounts the OSC is referring to as accounts that are not tainted and to single-handedly unfeed those bank accounts. So as I said, the OSC responded to exception and said that they had taken exception to the submission of his opponent that described him as employing taxes and forcing Madame Cecilia Dapa an incalculable hardship. And so, Benny, this case was done and we moved to the criminal matter where the lawyers for Madame Dapla challenged the legitimacy and the power of the OSP. Victoria Bad said that the offense in the charge sheet is not one that the OSP has the mandate to prosecute. And even if he did, he has not produced the authorization of the Attorney General to prosecute the particular offense. And it is also their submission that the power of the AG cannot be inferred from Section 42, but must be tangible and visible to the court. So, after this submission, Section the council for OSC said that he has a notification that OSC has not officially withdrawn the petition. Two parties then went to the judge and the judge, after five minutes of adjournment, announced that the OSC says he has not officially withdrawn his application. So this has been adjourned to the 25th of October where the application for sale of proceedings would be heard and it is presumed that the city would have determined the petition before him by this time. Richard Kujanyako there bringing us details from the court. Now the Attorney General and Minister for Justice, Gottfried Yabuadami, has described as baseless demands by the NDC that he resigns over the professional advice of his office on Professor Frimpong Boating's report on illegal mining. The NDC at a news conference accused the Attorney General of being involved in a cover-up and demanded his resignation, but in a statement, the Attorney General has been defending his work. And a, a member of our legal affairs desk request, Santi, joins me in studio with a copy of that statement. Quickly first, the Attorney General insists there's nothing wrong with the work his office did. Tell us more. Yes, according to this statement on his letterhead, he says, I am compelled to issue this statement in view of the grave implications of the untrue, hollow, and offensive statements made by the NDC at their press conference. He goes ahead to now list the reasons why he went ahead to offer that professional advice, insisting that Professor Primpon Boatin did not provide any evidence against the persons he mentioned in his report. And, and beyond saying that, um, he goes on to um, talk about the opposition NDC's record in the fight against Galamse. Yes, he says he considers it ironic that the NDC, whose record in the fight against Galamse can be described as best wretched and miserable, will mount personal attacks on him 
for his brave efforts in the fight against Galamsi. He says the record shows that the NDC woefully failed and or neglected to arrest and prosecute a single campaign of Galamsi, including Aisha One. Tell us what he says specifically about the call for his resignation. He does not mention anything at all in this statement about the calls by Sami Jemfi and the NDC for him to resign. But if you read the statement, he defends his work and insists that he has done the right thing and will continue to stay put to offer such more legal advices. Kweko Asante of our Legal Affairs Desk. This is the Midday News on Joy 99.7 FM brought to you by Petrosol and Duraplast Ghana Limited. Still to come, renewed demands for National Cathedral Board dissolution and forensic audit after two more Board of Trustees members resign. Let me be honest with you that in an ideal situation, the board should be dissolved and we should be having a full-scale probe. There should be a forensic audit in the activities of the uh, National Cathedral. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. When it vanish for your area for two weeks, uh-huh. you not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Hadja, our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank. tank? Yes. Water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Masi Selenium. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water pepepe. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotok. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank by Duraplast. Thanks for staying on the midday news. And we have some sad news from the camp of the Black Stars. Well, uh, is it sad? I'm not so surprised. But yeah, <laughs> Chris Hilton is in the firing line after overseeing back-to-back defeats during this international break. Now, first, a 2-0 loss to Mexico, followed by today's embarrassing 4-0 defeat at the hands of the United States of America. It marks the first time since 2007 that Ghana has conceded such a number of goals. Newton acknowledges the poor performance, but remains confident about turning things around. When you concede four goals in uh, a period of time uh, and I, I would have to be honest with you we, we, we had a goalkeeper that made had to make a couple of good saves it could have been more this is hugely hugely disappointing and not something that I that I expected what I wanted was a reaction from the last game if you're asking me if I if I feel I'm the right person yes yes I do the result today is, is something that is hugely disappointing. We have two games in November, big World Cup games in November, and it's our responsibility and my responsibility as coach to turn these bad defeats and bad performances into better ones and ones where we can win both games. 
So yeah, in November, the 2026 World Cup qualifiers takes place and Ghana will come up against Madagascar and Comoros. Thank you, Mubarak. This afternoon, there are fresh calls for President Ekufado to immediately dissolve the National Cathedral Board of Trustees and order a wider forensic audit into the project. The calls follow the resignation of founder of Action Chapel Church's Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams and President of Eastwood Anaba Ministries, Reverend Eastwood Anaba, from the National Cathedral Board of Trustees. They cited failure on the part of the Cathedral's Board to appoint an independent accounting firm to audit all public funds contributed to the project. More on the calls shortly. First, my colleague Kweku Asante is with me in studio still. And uh, Kweku, before we talk about the calls to dissolve the board, what is contained in the resignation letter of these two clergymen? Well, they start by saying that they wanted to meet the president, but because of the president's busy schedules, they were unable to meet the president. They continue that despite our prayers, best hopes and wishes, unfortunately, a needed audit to help restore public confidence and trust in this consequential project has not been enacted to the best of our knowledge. Since January 2023, we awaited news to no avail regarding the finding of the audit. We therefore regret that this was a matter of conscience and faith. We hereby submit our resignation from the Board of Trustees and we honorably assure you, as you assure the Board of Trustees, with the submission of this restitution, that our action is in no way impugning the vision or your intent for the National Cathedral Project. A quick one, and they're not the first to resign from the Board of Trans- Trustees. Tell us how many people have resigned so far and those who are currently on the board. So far, four eminent clergymen have all walked away from the board. Pastor Mensa Otabel and then Dark Ewart Mills adding up to this latest two, Archbishop Duncan, Nic- Nicholas Duncan Williams and Reverend Eastwood Anaba. But currently on the board, we still have Apostle Professor Opoku Onyina, the former chair of the Church of Pentecost, Archbishop Charles Palmabakal is still on. Reverend Bishop Justice Ofea Kofi is still on. Right Reverend Professor Emmanuel Mati is still on. Reverend T.K. Awashi Pratt is still on. Reverend Dr. Joyce Ayi is still on the trustees board. And then Reverend Victor Kusibuat and the others are Reverend Dr. Frimpon Manso and Kingsley Ofusu in Tiamwa. And so what's the current state of construction? Well, we know that for a few months now, construction has stalled because of the lack of funds. But in a press release a few weeks back also, the National Cathedral Secretariat had spoken about the considerable controversy that a project had been embroiled in. And they thought that this was a time to do some self-introspection, get back on their feet, and then they can con- continue the construction. So as we speak, if you go to the site now, you'll only see a few secret men at post, work has stalled for many months now. Thanks, Kweku. Now, MP for North Tong, Samuel Kudetua Blackwa says there can be no right time than now to dissolve the Board of Trustees and institute a forensic audit into the project. Let me be honest with you that in an ideal situation, the board should be dissolved and we should be having a full-scale probe. There should be a forensic audit in the activities of the uh, National Cathedral but, of but, Ghana. But something similar is already being done. The, Duncan Williams, Eastwood Anaba called. Yes, I have commented comment, that what they requested fully was not heeded to. They wanted a suspension, outright suspension. Uh, that was not heeded to. They, the board is trying to find a middle ground. There can be no middle ground really. But anti-corruption campaigner Adam Senanu believes such an action must be tactfully taken because of uh, the high-profile persons on the board. He however argues the National Cathedral Project has serious credibility issues. I think that uh, critical review, obviously there is a crisis situation when you have uh, 
four at, the, uh, at my last count. I think we've reached at least four members who've uh, exited, if not five. Um, it's a it's a time to pause and do a critical review of where this whole project stands. Adam Salanu is convener of the Citizens Movement Against Corruption and President Ekufado has called on the Christian community to lead the crusade to dispel the assumption